and gentlemen, let's go. Let's go. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's go. You are now listening to Jason Anderson, and you are in the the Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. All right, a Friday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. We head up until 2 o'clock. The next four hours we've got you. Boy, a lot of stuff to get into. Final day of the show for Super Bowl week, a red Friday heading into Super Bowl 58. And we are getting you set here on the show for the next four hours. We are hanging out at Rally House that is getting you set with the gear for Super Bowl 58. You stop by Rally House today. We'll be here till 2 o'clock. We are at the location, Barry Woods Crossing, uh, right off of uh, Barry Road and um, 29, next to the uh, AMC Theaters. It's actually moved because it was at Boardwalk. So as I was heading out here, I decided to go ahead and look it up on the map. And uh, it's like, that's on the wrong side of Barry Road. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. <laughs> You dumb map. <laughs> you are so dumb. Um, no, it is uh, it's now in this location, which is now open. And uh, they opened this location because I think they combined 17 rally houses for one. And I believe that's the size of this rally house. I have never seen a rally house this size before. And I'm assuming that if you are looking for anything Kansas City related, you'd be hard-pressed to not find it in this location with this size of the store, whether that be shirts or decals, memorabilia, uh, you know. Uh, giant oversized chains. Oversized chains with giant oversized or, arrowhead. Or as I always call them, chains. That's right. That's my um, standard. That's, that is, it's, this is actually pretty small for you. Yeah, this is, this is a little yes. bit of a downsize, but I'm willing to do yeah. it for the team. But it only looks small because it's in such a big store. That Seriously, it, it's, it, it is awesome in here. And I didn't even know that there was a previously unused aircraft hangar uh, just in the area. But I'm glad that Rally House was able to take this one over and uh, absolutely pack it. It's huge, and it's also one, two, three, four. Everything is four rows high. Around all of the walls, you might think just the the side walls. No, they put more walls in so they can stack more mm-hmm. stuff. It's unreal in here. Yeah, and and everything that you could possibly want. It's at Rally House. The latest gear to get ready for Super Bowl Fifty Eight AFC Championship apparel, Super Bowl Fifty Eight apparel. I don't know Super Bowl Fifty Seven winning apparel, mm-hmm. Super Bowl Fifty Four winning apparel, AFC Championship for Super Bowl Fifty Nine. Um, you know, if if you're thinking that far ahead, I don't I know. Think you might as well. I, I, I have no idea. At this point. I, I, I don't know. I mean, right? I mean, you got to think that they'll probably be playing in that last game. Oh, Super Bowl this, LX is going to be a sick one. You got to win LIX. So I'm well, going 60. Year. Sorry, right, I'm going okay. two years ahead because they're going to be there oh, for so all you're of trying them. to win four in a row. I'm just thinking about okay. good Roman numerals because they've had a yeah. lot of LIV kind of bouncing around all of yep. these. I was teaching my son the Roman numerals yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, this is LV, you know, dash dash or III, 111, whatever you want to call it. And next year is not going to be LV. I, 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 it's going to be L-I-X. Super Bowl Licks. Licks. Okay, that was Super Bowl's going to be Licks. Okay, we got Super Bowl Licks, and then and then uh, we'll we'll get straight to 60. That sounds good to me. This Super Bowl is just uh, Levi. 
Yeah. This Super Bowl's a little Levi. Next year's going to be Licks. It was it was Live, Levi, Love is actually the trilogy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so Super Bowl 58 coming up in just a couple of days, and we are here at Rally House. And uh, don't forget, on Sunday, when the Chiefs win. You heard him. Rally House will be open right after the game is over. When the Chiefs win, they'll be ready to go with all of your Chiefs Super Bowl back-to-back championship gear. And then I believe there's a store in San Francisco that will be shipping all of theirs to a third-world country um, when the game is over. Um, so, they, you know, Chiefs are also trying to do their part. Rally House is not responsible for the comments made by Jason Anderson. Yeah, they are. They specifically said, I wrote, I signed it on the dotted line. They said, sign right here and we will be responsible for everything you say. Everything you say, all four hours, no That's matter right. what. That's I right. have some opinions I'd like to share. <laughs> That's right. So anyway... <laughs> I'll take it from here, yeah. everybody. Welcome into the zone, and Jason. That's the last oh, time I'm ever say that on the air. Well, I'm okay. glad that you. It's like that time when you said, "You know who hates fun?" <laughs> that's, that's In this right. case, it was just Rally House pulled the plug on you. Uh, that is right. But they will be open. Rally House locations, uh, all of the uh, Rally House in store, 16 Kansas City metro locations. You can go online. RallyHouse.com will be here till two o'clock. Uh, but they are open and rolling, getting you ready for the weekend, getting you ready for the Super Bowl, and after. The game is over. They will have your Super Bowl gear at the Rally House locations when the Chiefs win on Sunday. So that would be, what, like uh, 9 o'clock, 9.15, something like that? You can pop on the post-game show, drive on over here, pick up your merch, drive back, listen to the post-game show, go to bed listening to the post-game show, wake up, and hopefully by that point the Border Patrol's gotten there. Listening to more of the post-game show that the Border Patrol will just take the handoff from Josh. We'll see. We did that. We did that the first time. Did you? Because you didn't but have I a did show. Have, that... I did have some help, and I didn't have a show that started at 10 the next day. So I don't want to overpromise, but I, I will say that we if if you want to say win, Jason, that's fine. But la- I feel like I have to do my part. All I say is win, win, win. No and I'm going to say if, 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 no matter what. If we are celebrating Sunday night, you'll be able to come get your merch here at Rally House. And I promise I will do post-game coverage until until that battery in my soul hits zero. And then I just I power down onto the floor at 810. I'll, I'll be ready for that. 810 in the morning? Well, I, unfortunately, I'm more concerned that I'm going to power down at about 1010 in the morning. <laughs> but that's that's all right. I'm going to give you 10 minutes at the beginning of the show, and then, kill it. then you can take it from there. going to absolutely kill it. We're going to open the show, and Josh, take it. And then as you sort of drift off and... Jason! And he's gone, oh, Josh, uh, he is out, and now we take it away for the next, oh, I don't know, three hours and 50 minutes. But that'll come up on Monday. Today, though, a Monday problem. we are getting ready for the Super Bowl, and uh, we will talk with Matt Derrick. He is there in Vegas. We'll talk with him coming up at 11 o'clock. Kendall Gammon, long snapper, NFL revolutionary, three and a half times revolutionary, uh, Kendall Gammon is. He will be our guest coming up at noon. And uh, Mick Schaefer will join us here at Rally House We'll uh, hang out with him, get his thoughts on the game, et cetera, et cetera. We got the cuts before the show is over as well, and a lot of other things to get into tonight. Big time best of with the Chiefs and the Super Bowl coming up, um, what, three, four hours worth tonight? Three. Three hours tomorrow as well. 
Uh, Josh knows this because you're in charge of it. Uh, it, uh, it starts at 6 o'clock tonight, which means I have to have it done by 6 o'clock tonight. Hey, That's... Good. You, you know what? you got four hours after the show is over. Dylan, I'm going to bring some food back. You bring some <laughs> energy, and the two of us are going to tag team some of the best of Radio Row. So, yeah, you'll be able to hear that tonight on 810 and then also tomorrow. And, of course, Super Bowl Sunday will be packed. You don't even have to bring food back because Dewey's Pizza is going to be at the office. Oh, today. you're right. So you're good. Dylan, good news. Yeah. I Great mean, news for you. You get to eat the pizza before I even get there. There's celebrating the AFC champs, and Dewey's is extending an exclusive, tasty deal to Chiefs Kingdom. In honor of number 15, you can enjoy 15% off your dine-in purchase all week. That's through Sunday, February 11th. Wear your Chiefs gear, say go Chiefs to a Dewey's team member, and you get 15% off your dine-in purchase all week long. That is at Dewey's Pizza, and uh, they will be uh, having some pizza for you to get ready for your best of. That's why they said, let's bring some in. We know Josh, with Todd out, yeah. When the when the uh, cat is away, the mice will play. And with Todd in Vegas, Josh will be doing the best of Can We Feed Him? When the cat is the way, one of the mice is going to have to become a cat for a few right. hours and do the cat's job, but with that which the mouse is not at all qualified or qualified to do, which is why we have two mice doing it. Thank you again, Dylan. Um, Drake has uh, texted and said if the Chiefs win, he will happily produce the zone on Monday so Dylan can sleep. Nothing for you, though. Wow, thanks, Drake. Hey, listen, uh, if that's what it takes, I guess we'll figure. You know what, Drake, you produce. Dylan, you're moving into the second chair on Monday. All you got to do is be there. Slide on over, Dylan. Let's roll, man. Let's get the historical precedent from Dylan. He's got the reference points of all of that stuff. You know, Dylan will just be dropping knowledge. He will be dropping knowledge nuggets. This reminds me of the dynasty of the 1888 Chicago Firemen. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of the most outlandish. Yeah. Pre-history, pre-NFL history thing that Dylan might have. No, that I'm sure plays. there are teams I don't know about. That plays. Didn't they run that defense four alarm? They ran the four alarm. They ran the four alarm defense. Uh, they Listen, man, that offense, it was like drinking out of a fire hose. You had to really be on top of it. But <laughs> if you had a grasp on the scheme, man, right. you would be dousing defenses. We're going to put that out now and move on as uh, we'll talk with Mick Schaefer coming up later on in the show. The cuts, all of that stuff um, going on today. 913-912-4810. 913-912-4810. Uh, briefly, the injury report from yesterday. Before oh. we get into a lot of different parts yeah. of the uh, show. No, this um, is a good starting point. The uh, injury report yesterday, no surprise, Joe Tooney did not practice. Jarek McKinnon was limited yet again in practice. Andy Reid has already called it a long shot for both of those guys to play or either of them to play a long shot. Um, and Rasheed Rice shows up on the injury report with, quote, ankles. Plural. Which he, I hope he does have ankles, mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. I hope they are fully functioning and working. We know last year at this time there was somebody on the injury report with ankle, and uh, that was such a bigger conversation going on that game against the Eagles of what Patrick Mahomes would look like with a week rest after the AFC Championship game. He showed we could, what he can do with running the football there at the end in the fourth quarter, setting up what would be the uh, game-winning field goal, and um, what's it going to look like with a week's worth of rest. There hasn't been a conversation about Rasheed Rice or injuries or anything, and then he shows up yesterday with ankles. It's jarring at first when you see that Rasheed Rice was limited in practice, but the description actually gives me more of a calmer feeling about it. Um, I, I'm not holding my breath or panicking when I see that the description is ankles. I doubt that he went um, KO on uh, the, the game against the Raiders when it was the uh, touchdown that was called back because of a holding. and. Yeah. Um, 
Kelechi uh, blew out both knees on the same play. Yep. I doubt Rasheed Rice went that route with spraining both ankles on the same play. I'm going to guess that there's some general discomfort below the knee. Might be, you know, um, just the rookie wall that he's playing way more football than he had before. And you know what? No reason to have him go out there playing all the reps. We're going to limit his reps. And if we limit his reps, there's got to be a reason we're limiting his reps. We're not really going to call it rest. We'll call it ankles. So I'm really not concerned about it. If there's reports from, you know, James Palmer or Ian Rappaport or something that the, uh, you know, this thing popped up in practice on, if there's anything like that, we haven't heard anything to that uh, level. And if there was something serious, I do think Rasheed Rice, it would be more of a conversation. I, I agree with that. And I went through the, the stages of grief very quickly doing that yesterday. Um, and then the website actually wasn't loading last night, but it is now for me today where Peter King is the King. Pro Football Writers uh, Association reporter for practice he's there to actually watch the entirety of practice the only time a reporter gets to do that outside of training camp and uh, I wanted to get you the exact phrasing here because there's a summary that got tweeted out late last night uh, where apparently Rice got stepped on and that that was I was in a similar spot on the um on the dual listing, it seemed way more likely that there was some general soreness or something like that. But it, it did seem like there was some good news. I'm going to see if I can get the uh, the description that Peter King um, apparently shared. So I will I will hopefully bring you more good news here. He doesn't actually moments. say corn dog though, right? I don't think the word corn dog shows up in this instance of their uh, of their conversation. That was Peter King, right? That had the yes. interview with Andy Reid. Yes. Like, well, you don't you don't actually say corn dog. Corn dog. Like, no, yes. no, that's the name of the corn that's dog. the name of the play. It's corn dog. Corn dog. It's corn dog. Um, I want to get into the uh, the feeling we have of the game right now, what we're watching for, things like that. ESPN did an interesting study on uh, penalties and what has actually taken place with penalties this year with the Kansas City Chiefs and opponents and the whole conspiracy theory that's going on that's out there of whether or not the Chiefs were the uh, sacred cow to make sure that they got to the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift and all of that stuff. Um, so I, I do want to get into that a little bit, um, and and as uh, Josh finds the uh, the ankles. Now yesterday's report risk. just isn't here. Oh, wow. There's two that say February 7th. Has he retracted it? Um, what I'll say here real quick, just to give you what I had, and I don't know this person who tweeted, so I wanted to get to the original one, but Patrick okay. Flowers uh, listed as a part of Bleacher Nation and a, a Pro Football Writers Association member, according to his Twitter bio, said that the, the pool report from Peter King was that Rice was stepped on during practice and received treatment. According to Andy Reid, Rice is doing well. Quote, he got stepped on. He's all right. But, again, I, I haven't actually gotten that from the original uh, little archive thing on the PFWA uh, website. So I will continue efforting that while you set the scene. But it seems like that that at least is, is cause for some lesser concern, um, even though there are not a whole lot of football players on this team who showing up with dueling injuries would yeah. make me uh, more nervous. Yeah, I've got um, a, a story here that says uh, Reed was listed as, or Rice was listed as a full participant, was, was listed as a full participant – this is clearly wrong. Okay. It says uh, Rasheed Rice was downgraded to limited participation in Thursday's injury report. Um, due to his ankle on Wednesday, Reed told pool reporter Peter King of NBC Sports that the rookie wideout got stepped on during the workout. He received treatment, and Reed said he was not concerned about the wideout after practice came to an end. No, he got stepped on. He's all right, Andy Reed said. Um, uh, that, that was the you know first thing that, that uh, was brought up. So there you go. Uh, Andy Reed's not concerned about it. Um, he got stepped on, and, well, uh, no reason to, you know, keep rolling out here. Just go get some treatment if need be and call it a day. Um, so we'll see. They've got the walkthrough today. There'll be another uh, practice injury report after today. Maybe he's limited. Maybe he's a full participant. We'll find out. But I am not concerned at this point 
Uh, I would be if it, you know, there's some more reports to come out and if the Chiefs were concerned. But Andy Reid, no, he got stepped on. He's all right. Uh, you know, he got uh, some, just a little bit of um, um, the uh, treatment after after he got stepped on. So uh, let's get into the show. Did you watch the NFL honors last night? I was in and out of a, a little bit of it. I, I did was, not uh, I did not consume the entirety of it. I, I got, I did get uh, Matt Derrick's live tweeting and oh, really? uh, his feelings about it, which we should ask him about in a little bit. Oh, and I have some opinions, but I did not watch all of the festivities in first person. I watched... For the most part, um, and um, I, it was fine at different times. Like I don't know how you can make it all that entertaining. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Tyree Kill came out and said, uh, "Come on, let's get this thing going." I'm kind of bored right now. Thought that was interesting. That you know, was probably the last time they asked him to be a presenter. <laughs> like, hey man, we're we're having you you know present, and you come out and immediately trash the uh, presentation. Yeah, good <laughs> the work, show. Um, and it's not really about the show. It's more about like. It's not frustration, and it'll come off as just sort of complaints about, you know, the Chiefs part of it, you know, watching it and going, all right, I knew that Andy Reid wasn't going to win Coach of the Year. I knew that Steve Spagnuolo wasn't going to win Assistant Coach of the Year. I knew that Rasheed Rice wasn't going to win Offensive Player of the Year. I knew Patrick Mahomes was not going to win MVP. I knew all of those things. What I didn't think would happen is that Mahomes would get no votes, which is fine, whatever. I also didn't think... Andy Reid would get zero points. You get a point for finishing third. Mm -hmm. They vote one, two, three. It is a cumulative addition of who wins Coach of the Year. And Coach of the Year went to Kevin Stefanski with 165 points. Now, however they want to do the points and add them up, but he got 21 first-place votes, 18 second-place votes, and six third-place votes. He finished with 165 points. Um, do you know how many coaches, if you know off the top of your you know how many coaches received at least one point? Oh, I, I just seeing it last night, I think it was like maybe eight, something like that. It was a, a relatively large number. You're, stu- five. You're so stupid. Nine? Uh, Dylan, uh, do you know uh, off the top of your head how many coaches received at least one point? In the Meaning they showed up at least third place on somebody's ballot. Uh, I'm going to go nine. Nine? Okay. Would you believe me if I told you 12 God, coaches so annoying. Wow. received at least one point? More than a third of the league. None of them named Andy Reid. Well, why would he? Stefanski, Ryans, Dan Campbell, Kyle Shanahan, John Harbaugh, Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin, Shane Steichen, Matt LaFleur, Todd Bowles, Mike McDaniel, Sean McDermott. All received at least one point. At one least those... one vote in the in the finishing even third on somebody. Andy Reid didn't even finish third on somebody's ballot for coach of the year. Now, hey, it's a regular season award. Sure. Blah, 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 blah. This is still a team that was viewed as done and out of it. They can't get out of their own way and still finish with the number three seed in the AFC. They didn't slide and backdoor their way into the playoffs. They got the three seed, Mm -hmm. won the division again. Not even third place. It's not like he's, you know, coach of the year. He's not going to win coach of the year ever. He won it in 2002. It's been 20 bleeping years. He's not going to win a coach of the year anytime soon. Okay. The Chiefs are going to have to go two or three years where they are awful. To win. He's going to have to to win the division and get the number two seed or one seed if Mahomes goes down in the first or second week of the season. That's the only way. That's the only way. And I hope he never wins Coach of the Year if that's the only way he's going to get that, okay? Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen. But come on. I mean, come on. 
one of those coaches had more 9-11 based apologies this year than Andy Reid had points in the voting. <laughs> Sean McDermott got a vote. It's been 21 years. The, Andy Reid's best coaching has happened in the time that he has not gotten that award. And again, this year would, isn't necessarily the year that I want to like totally plant my mm-hmm. flag and Andy Reid got screwed by not getting the votes this year because he's had better coaching jobs. Last year would have been the one you say, hey, you didn't lose Patrick Mahomes, but you did lose Tyreek Hill, and you still had the best offense in football. And then again, didn't know this when the votes got cast, but eventually went on to win the whole dang thing again. I, if, if you look at the Chiefs receivers and you go, oh man, that's, that's really a place where this offense fell short and the offense wasn't as good this year, all of that being true. Do you, do you think the coach maybe being able to reach the marks they did still this year, do you think that might still matter? Having a lot of new assistants, that might still be a reflection of good head coaching. And then again, I know it's a regular season award, but being the guy that now year after year after year, has a Super Bowl week schedule and has kept his team on that schedule and has kept his team playing in those Super Bowls, that's a coach not even worthy of getting a vote. It's really silly. It, it honestly underlines how silly the award and that whole process is. But, man, the fact that Andy Reid has one Coach of the Year award 20 years ago when he'll be an obvious first ballot Hall of Famer is is just outrageous. Well, you know, the Chiefs were the Super Bowl betting favorites before the season started. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, he's eliminated it's not like they were the third betting favorite like the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> or the fourth betting favorite like Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills. They weren't that. They weren't that far down. Okay, that's understandable how Shanahan and McDermott would get some votes by being the third most likely team to win the Super Bowl and the fourth most likely team to win the Super Bowl. They should have lost more games at the beginning of the year. If they could have had that, like, Christmas Raiders game mm-hmm. in Week 2, maybe push a few more of those losses up, then maybe he could have gotten it in the same way that, you know, Sean McDermott uh, helped lead the Buffalo Bills through a lot of the uncertainty that he helped create. The eighth most likely team was Baltimore. The ninth most likely team was Detroit. And the tenth most likely team was Miami. All of them got points. Detroit was viewed as, like, it's going to be a really good team this year. And Dan Campbell got a lot of points, which is fine. Whatever. They're, they're, you know, essentially coming out of nowhere. And they beat the Chiefs. Whatever. So there you go. Brian Dayball won it last year. This is where we're, like, just to put that, just as a little reset, Mm -hmm. Brian Dayball, whose defensive coordinator resigned after the season, Mm -hmm. and that that guy, just because, like, well, you survived Daniel Jones. He got coach of the year because his quarterback was Daniel Jones. Andy Reid will never get a vote, apparently, because his quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, who he helped create and mold and develop. It's so silly. Also, Kevin Stefanski didn't actually win it. It was Steven Stefanski. I did I did catch which that. Which was awesome, which was great. And hey. uh, Steve, Stephen and Kevin. Neither one could be neither there. Neither could be here tonight. Well, look, did you get to did you get a little uh, a little uh, uh, contact high from Tom Grassi winning fan of the year and then being he was there to co he was the one who didn't say Steven Stefanski right. the award there we had him on when he was in Kansas City uh doing his uh his tour of That's the right. NFL world raising money for uh, St. Jude I believe yep. and um, also he didn't even get introduced because Max Crosby messed it up so bad unacceptable Max, <laughs> Max unacceptable Crosby. yeah that was uh that was great um <laughs> it's uh and uh star of tracker john's wait, wait, hold on wait a minute start over um it's uh star of star of tracker da, da, da. there you go fan of the year it's <laughs> and fa- he's an and fan of the year and fan of the year this guy in green <laughs> and then they walked out there and uh I, I can't remember the guy's name who's the star that was there and was like what a great introduction for you <laughs> <laughs> what a great introduction for you 
person whose name I'm also not that confident in because I'm not going to know Kevin Stefanski's name in a minute. I also thought it was funny that when Max Crosby was done, he had the microphone and he had the uh, iPad sort of tablet that he was reading the uh, the lines off of. When he was done, he just immediately handed it to somebody that was sitting there. <laughs> this is your iPad now. Congratulations. Yeah, like it, the, the, the camera starts to pan away and he just looks down and hands it to somebody and yep. there's like somebody that was sitting there. It was just a regular fan because as it goes away, it then shows from a long distance – uh, Max Crosby, and then it and then it uh, pans over to the stage, and in the background you can see Max then take it back and, start, and try to hand it to somebody oh, else. Sorry, Here, you, somebody else take this. I, I butchered the whole thing. Get it out of my hand. I want people to think you did that. This I, just, I don't want to be around it. It's just another another reminder that Travis Kelsey is unnaturally good at a lot of the sort of uh, presentational things that he can do, uh-huh. hosting and all of that. It's it's still a pretty tough gig. The NFL did a pretty good job of making that seem like a you know real award show. That, I don't know if you all remember this, kids, but th- there wasn't always an NFL Oscars night. This is a, a, a relatively new uh, invention. They're still working out the kinks. So there's something else for the 49ers to complain about. Oh, my goodness. If you haven't seen that or not. Um, so we had the soggy field. We had the Chiefs holding. We had the hold on Wasp. Uh, and now we've got fire alarm uh, going on. Uh, so apparently on Wednesday night there was a fire alarm, or Wednesday morning, a fire alarm that was pulled. And uh, yesterday afternoon when the 49ers had their media session, um, here's uh, Christian McCaffrey and Nick Bosa weighing in on uh, fire alarm waking them up. It's not the first time that's happened to us this year. It's not random. I don't care what anyone says, but it is what it is. You know, I think when you're on the road, you have to expect adversity, and that's part of it. It's it's a fire alarm. It's it's nothing, you know. you got to wake up a few minutes earlier and just kind of piss us off a little bit, which is fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is. I was in bed sleeping, and I got woken up at, like, 5.30, um, which, thank God, it wasn't, like, two or three. Um, but, yeah. And then I sat there. I was texting the group chat of the D-line guys, and we were all complaining. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I got up. Yeah, I got up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure somebody did it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me of Philly when... Uh, they had these, this construction going on outside through the entire night, and it was er, early in the morning, and it was like they're demolishing a bridge right outside of our... So we haven't had the best luck, but no excuses. I'm not making excuses. I'm just explaining what happened. So there you go. Wanted to clarify there at the end. It's not an excuse. We haven't had the best of luck here. No excuse. Soggy fields. It's a fire alarm. Christian McCaffrey says it's not coincidental that it's happening at their hotel. Um, Thank it, God Nick Bosa got up bright and early and had the energy he did for that clip, man. That, that That's a guy who is jacked for the Super Bowl right there. Uh, uh, thank God it wasn't 2 or 3 in the morning because I can't imagine yeah. how upset they'd be. Yeah, think about how it hard like it is to go back to sleep at 2 in the morning. Oh, uh, apparently it was like 10 minutes be- the, the, the story that included George Kittle because Kittle was like, yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> it was like 10 minutes before his alarm went off, and he said he went into his bathroom and hid. <laughs> like, close. It was something like, I don't know if they were going to come around and he, do like, bed checks. Get in the shower like, and like, like, to protect himself from fire that like, wasn't there? No, just like. It's it's a it's not real. I'm not going downstairs. Right. Yeah. I'm no. just gonna. Maybe it was like I went into the bathroom or whatever, started getting ready. I can't remember yeah. like the the full context of the story. I just remember it included him getting up and going, and it included him going into the bathroom. Okay. Um, That's and, one of the first places I typically go when I get up. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And so he's like, "Well, I'm up," and he didn't. Play, but he said uh, Christian and Nick were mad. 
<laughs> they were they were pretty pissed about it. Doesn't um, this happen every year? Isn't just about every year? Isn't there a story? And I'm not like, and it, I'm guessing there's a real chance that somebody pulled the fire alarm. There's it's a real Vegas. chance something happened. You're in it's, Vegas. You're in Vegas. There's, of course, somebody pulled the fire alarm. Somebody pulled the fire alarm. Somebody's blowing cigarette smoke into a smoke alarm somewhere. I don't know. It's Vegas. It's Vegas. But doesn't that happen every year? Isn't every year there's some story? Well, one of the teams got woken up in their hotel. Who did it? And will it change yeah. the game? What I do like is obvious. So obviously, I'll stop pretending like I don't know what's going on here. So Taylor Swift obviously has a body double in Tokyo right now doing her actual shows. Sure. So she can be undercover doing little yes. um, PSYOP stuff in Vegas right now. Well, so yeah. I, the only cr- criticism I would have is that I don't know why Taylor Swift personally pulled the fire alarm in the Niners hotel room on Thursday? It makes no sense. Thursday morning. Thursday morning? Oh, yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday morning? Why not do it Saturday? I mean, wait wait right. until you can have a bigger impact. Or do it again, but do it now you know. Do it at 2 o'clock on, uh, on Sunday make, morning. You're right. They and already said that would make him mad. Nick Bosa will not be able to get out of bed for the uh, for the game itself. Uh, real quick, uh, let's play this because I want to juxtapose what's been going on with the 49ers and the soggy field and the holding while the Chiefs are practicing outside um, in pads on Monday in the rain. Uh, Here's Travis Kelsey uh, yesterday, and then we'll take a break. We are going to hear from Lee Sterling with Josh uh, coming up later on this hour. But here's Travis Kelsey. He was asked about how practices are going this week. And it's a lot of fun, a lot of energy of practices. Everybody's focused and and dialed in on their job at hand. And um, I'm not even going to lie, things got a little chippy. I'm not going to say between who, but uh, offense and defensive lines are, are, are trying to get their work in. They're trying to... Make sure everybody's ready for the game. And, I mean, it just got me fired up yesterday, seeing, seeing everybody locked in and wanting to get their work in, you know, making sure that everybody's ready for the, for the task at hand on Sunday. And um, I just love the focus and the energy of the team right now. I don't know why that gets me more excited that the offensive and defensive line at practice yesterday got chippy and mad at each other because – they're that locked in. Yeah. They're that focused right now on getting the job done, not just like, man, this is awesome, we're here. Oh, man, you got me on that one. Da, 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 da. No, they're, it's getting chippy between the offensive and defensive line at practice yesterday. That's how in tune and focused and ready to go the team seems to be right now. Look, they may lose, but it ain't going to be from excuses of this happened or that happened or, you know, they, they, they didn't take it serious. They were just resting on their laurels. Like, this team is as focused as I can remember a team leading into a Super Bowl with the Chiefs, and I don't know that we broke it down, like how focused they were in Super Bowl 54 or 55 or last year in 57, but it certainly feels like that's been one of the themes this week. I, we talked about it yesterday, and I realized later yesterday we kind of left out Shamari Connor as a guy who hasn't been in that's this right. spot before <laughs> because that list is so small. I mean, yeah. it, it is now amending Rasheed Rice, Drew Tranquil, Jawan Taylor, Shamari Connor. Yeah. You've got four pseudo starters or, or major role players there who have not been on this biggest stage before. Everybody else playing significant roles, unless I miss somebody else, no. all have. They know what this week takes too. I mean, again, you, maybe maybe in your first one, it's it's nerves and happy to be there. Especially when you lose one, and you know what that off season feels like. I love yeah. that Donovan Smith and Chris Jones or whoever got into <laughs> it yesterday. I'm just guessing. That's just me putting out two names. But I love that that's there because there is. This is over. I don't even like this vein of sports talk very often. But there's one team complaining about their field and their hotel, and there is one team getting chippy in practice because they know what this week takes. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. And uh, what it'll take for you is just heading to a rally house to get geared up for Super Bowl 58 and anything else, whether it's your apparel, whether it is decals, whether it's flags, whether it is an oversized uh, chain link chain um, that uh, he is rattling, whether, whether it's a baby rattle. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, that's actually what Josh was uh, doing. That was right mine, now. yes. yes he's got his, uh, rattle. Uh, fill up his sippy cup, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, they, they've got everything here. It's the it, it, it's uh, literally the biggest rally house I've ever seen. Um, I think it's the size of three or four rally houses. It is uh, mm-hmm. located at Barry Woods Crossing, this location, uh, in uh, KC Mo. Uh, it is uh, the zone hanging out here, Chiefs Kingdom. They are getting you ready to go. This is now open, okay? So if you're thinking about the Northland Rally House, it is not the boardwalk across the street. It is here in the Barry Woods Crossing location next to the AMC Theater. Okay, this is now open, this location. We'll take a time out. We'll come back, continue rolling. More Zone next. All right, hanging out at Rally House in the Northland, our location, Barry Woods Crossing location. It's the south side of Barry Road. It used to be on the north side, but this uh, fantastic location and store, Rally House, it is jam-packed, wall-to-wall and uh, it is uh, humongous, the biggest rally house I've ever been in. Uh, and uh, you will be uh, hard-pressed to not find anything you were looking for, Kansas City-related, Chiefs-related, Royals-related, and other things Kansas City-related. Current right in front of us right there, sporting. And you can't even start naming things because then you're going to forget something. It's like the uh, the acceptance speech of like, uh, I want to thank you start naming names and then you're screwed. Then it's like, okay, well, now I forgot this person and that person. Um, and I can't remember which um, – who, what her name was at the Grammys that won, and she said, if I know you, thank you. Ooh, that's a good line. <laughs> she says, I want to thank my, my managers, my team, uh, da-da-da. She's like, and, and you know what? If I know you, thank you. If I don't <laughs> like, know you, go to hell. Yes. If I don't know you, there's a reason, because you're not good <laughs> enough to be in my life. I'm on stage, and you're not. <laughs> but if I know you, thank you so much. Yeah. Blanket thank you for everybody. Yeah. How about uh, Janelle Monet getting uh, some love last night, getting uh, there at the uh, 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 NFL Honors? Is, uh, uh, she presented the, oh, a Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett. Nice. Miles Garrett. That's cool. And he didn't even mention her. How dare he? Why can't he say, you know what, speaking of Kansas City. Did he Did he thank everyone he knows, including Janelle Monet? No. Maybe he doesn't know Janelle Monet. He only thanks St- uh, Steven Stefanski. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Steve did a great job this year. Yeah, he did. Maybe that was just the presenter trying to sneak in a little backdoor Steve Spagnuolo uh, award up there. Right. I know it was for a head coach, but maybe he's like, hey, you know who should win this award next year? Steve. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I mean Stefanski. <laughs> Stefanski. Yes, he won the award. Uh, look, they had injuries. They overcome, uh, overcame that. I understand it. Uh, I don't think it's all that uh, crazy that uh, Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year this year. Got yeah, his team fine. into the playoffs. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, my issue mainly is with the fact that um, 12 different coaches received at least one point because it's the top three uh, voting, uh, and 12 coaches received a point, none of them named Andy Reid. That's uh, you know just uh, interesting. And Joe Flacco got Comeback Player of the Year because uh, he came back from his couch, and DeMar Hamlin came back from the morgue. You decide uh, what's a but, more uh, impressive comeback, coming back from being old and playing for the Jets or coming back from death's door. Yes. Um, not the Jets, though. <laughs> I mean, the Browns. It, it, from the Jets. He, oh, he, I see. Yeah, say, from oh, the okay, Jets and being old. I see what you're To saying. the Browns. Like, he had, yeah, look, Flacco had overcome a lot, both Father Time if, and the Jets. Look, if, if Flacco returned to the Jets this year totally. and was playing Deserving. that, then he deserves to win seven comeback players of the year. <laughs> 
But it was just the Browns that he came back from, and DeMar Hamlin came back from death. Death. So, uh, comeback player of the year that did not die goes to <laughs> Joe Flacco. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We will hear Josh hang out with Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, coming up next. Who's going to win and by how much? You're about to find out from National Sports Handicapping Champion Lee Sterling on The Zone. Log on to ParamountSports.com or call toll-free 800-400-9741 to get started. No better way to get you ready for the big game than with Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. ParamountSports.com. Lee, I'm stepping in for Lebo again this week. Hope that's okay with you as uh, we're going to have a little fun here looking at some of the ways you might be able to make a few bucks on the big game day. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's uh, it's an exciting time, and uh, why not uh, why not put hopefully uh, some little a uh, little jingle in our pockets. Put a little jingle in our pockets, and hopefully the Chiefs are putting just some joy in our hearts around here. Right. But we'll uh, we'll try to get both sides of that done with you today. First, let's start with some of the player plot. Pro- Player props, you like, Lee. My uh, prop is that I'll be able to say that cleanly by the time uh, the game rolls around. But what do you like when you look at the players in this game and uh, some chances you might find a a line that you like a little more here or there? Okay, let's start with the quarterbacks. And I think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes complete a lot of passes. But the longest completion over-under is 35 and a half yards. I'm going to go under there. I I don't think they're going to hit on a real big play, just a lot of – you know, solid completions. For Brock Purdy, I think that they want to make sure that they don't fall behind like they did last week uh, in their last game in the conference championship or in the first-round game against Green Bay. So I think they're going to run the ball more than they have in the past. And if that's the case, I mean, and, and look at the Kansas City defense, they've allowed no passer to complete uh, uh, passes for more than 260 yards 247 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go under Brock Purdy passing yards. And how about this? I think that San Francisco is going to lean on Debo Samuel more. They they were riding him in big games in the, in the past during the regular season when he was healthy, not late in the year. Late in the year he was banged up in the first part of the playoffs. But uh, early in the year, you know, they used him extensively against Dallas and against Philadelphia in those wins. And, 13-and-a-half rushing yards? He could do that in one play. I think they'll get the ball three or four times. So I like the over 13-and-a-half rushing yards for Debo Samuel. And then a player that uh, obviously we're, we're going to be tracking every uh, time he catches the ball will be Travis Kelsey. I like the over 70-and-a-half receiving yards. But I like the under under running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, under 7-and-a-half rushing yards. They put a number there figuring, hey, he'll get – 10 yards that usually ends up going under and one final player prop slash regular prop uh we'll go Kansas City Chiefs under five and a half penalties or discipline team I, I can see them only having probably three or four penalty stops I think I'm with you on all those Lee but that Kelsey one in particular seems so low to me it's 70 and a half right yeah. I, it, it feels He's like going I'm, over all three games why why is that line so low? I know it's not your job to to give them the uh, the ways to keep yeah, us from I'm making money. I'm trying to but... figure out why the line, you know, opened at two and a half and it's sitting at two points here. Maybe they're, you know, just overestimating the San Francisco defense and we're going to see a low scoring game, maybe. Yeah, I mean, even if even if that's the case, this Chiefs offense trusts like three players to, to move the football. Right. And Travis Kelsey is obviously number one on that list. Uh, but like you said, we're going to be chatting, uh, chatting about every catch and maybe every after the catch moment with Travis right. Kelsey. Any of the fun props for the uh, big game catch your eye? Okay, so Taylor Swift. 
Will she be shown on TV uh, from the start of the game through uh, the, the final moment of the game? It's five and a half. Now, we've seen when, for instance, they've had like the Manning brothers. Mm-hmm. If Peyton is playing the game, how many times will they show Eli or vice versa? They put it like two and a half, and people usually bet the over. Almost always they just show it once. I think they're going to show her two, three, maybe four times. Not every time he catches the ball. Maybe they'll limit it to when he scores touchdowns. So I think we're going to go under five and a half appearances from Taylor Swift from the start of the game to the end of the game there. And then uh, we always have to talk about my daughter's over-under on the national anthem. She's going for her 10th straight win. And she broke it down, and she feels pretty confident about this. Now, we've never had a Super Bowl national anthem singer with more material to study than than Reba McIntyre. She started singing at like age 17 or 18, some rodeos. She sang a couple World Series. There's about 10 or 12 of her national anthems out there. But she feels that she clips uh, a bunch of the – ends of the phrases a lot more than she did when she first started singing. My daughter, who is sang like National Anthem for the Bears and the Orange Bowl last year, she said she starts on a D. She said Reba in the 80s started on a C, in the 90s a B, and now she's starting on an A note. And she just thinks that her dropping of the starting note makes sense over the 40 years she sang it. And she feels it's a testament to her not being able to sustain the duration as long as she did in earlier national anthems. She likes the under. We're going to go for 10 straight national anthem over-under wins. We're going to go under 90 and a half total seconds. Look, with Reba and Travis Kelsey, we're talking about aging gracefully. You know, playing into right. your strengths as your career stretches on. So uh, I love the breakdown there, and I, I love that we may get to uh, to squeeze in the under there on the uh, the national and, 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 and if we And if we hit that, always a nice way to start the game with, yeah. you know, with a win – uh, heading into the opening kickoff. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to get the momentum on your side early on. Feels right. like uh, puts a, put that jingle like you oh, said in your pocket. Oh, there's another out of the crazy game. one. They haven't really come out. You know, there's not as many cross wagers uh, with the NBA games and the hockey games mm-hmm. as in the past. But they installed that doink camera on the on oh. the uh, on the two goalposts. And and here here was something interesting. Will either kicker hit the uprights or crossbar? on a missed field goal or extra point. If you want to say yes, plus 400. No is minus 525. Wait, you're 525 to win 100 or, or double that? I think it's easy money. I mean, with Harrison Buckner, usually every field goal is right down the center. I don't yeah. think he's going to feel the pressure. And if Jake Moody, the kicker for San Francisco, does, he usually misses by a wide margin. <laughs> remember, it's on a missed field goal or extra point. If it hits the bar, uh, the upright or the crossbar and goes in, that that would that would count as, you know, uh, as an as a no. So we're going to go no. There'll be no kicker hitting the uprights or crossbar in a missed field goal or extra point minus 525. Yeah, I like that too. It's no shot it's Harrison Butker. And like no. with Moody, I mean, he he's either going to go ahead and uh, squeak it in there or it's going to hit somebody yep. in the uh, in the upper deck, but that's kind of right. that's kind of his game. Uh well, at least speaking of the game, tell us one more time about your game at paramountsports.com, what people can check out there and what kind of deals you can offer them. Yep, so what we're going to offer is the game. We've got a strong selection on the game. It's going to be a two-team six-point teaser. Feel it's the best way to attack this game. Plus 15, 
15 prop pleasure plays. We've won seven of the last ten Super Bowls. We have, on the prop plays, been a winner eight of the last ten years. You want to hop on board, just $97 gets you everything. And also, if you want to sign on board, uh, we're going to give away, how about this, three free UFC selections. Just go to the homepage of ParamountSports.com, put in your email, we'll send you three free selections there. Or if you want to hop on board for hockey or basketball, we're both red hot in both sports, through the NBA Finals in mid-June or the NHL Stanley Cup in mid-June. Worked out to less, a little less than $120 a month, just $497 for the entire rest of the season in either one, just one place, ParamountSports.com. You heard the man, Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee, appreciate you giving us a little bit of the wisdom on the big game, and uh, we've uh, appreciated all of your guidance throughout this uh, football season. We'll chat again soon. Sounds good. Take care. Good luck. Again, that's Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. We'll keep getting you ready for the big game next here on Sports Radio 810 WHB.